Welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. On today's episode, our first episode of 2022, we are going to do our first commentary episode of a Thor film. We are going to go all the way back to 2011, and we're going to talk all about the first Thor film starring Chris Hemsworth, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, and Natalie Portman. This film is really where a lot of people were introduced to Thor on a more uh, wide, popular scale. So it really plays a significant part in Thor's history as a character, and it was just a joy to go back to this movie. I really enjoy this film. I enjoy all of the Thor films on some level, and this film holds a very significant part of my fandom where this was the first time I actually was like, Oh my gosh, this character, I could really get, I could really get into this character. This is where my fandom began. So this is an exciting opportunity today. We're going to cover about half the movie today and I have a special guest along my wife, my best friend and the person that I watch movies with. Kim is coming onto the show. It's been a while since she's been on, so I'm glad to have her back, and we are going to talk all about this movie. It is going to be an exciting time. I hope that your new year is going well. I hope that this episode adds to your new year and that you have a good time with it. I would encourage you to, if you're able to, watch the movie along with us. There are some parts where we talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, we talk about additional material, and we just break down the our favorite parts of the film as they're happening. And it would just be, it'd be awesome if you could watch along with us. If not, of course, we fill in the gaps here and there. If you just want to listen along, we would appreciate that as well. You are awesome. This movie is awesome. We had a great time. So here is part one of our movie commentary review of Thor 2011 with my wife, my best friend, with Kim. Well, here we go. This is the first ever watch-along party that we're going to do for the Thor movies. We're going to watch the first Thor film today. Where, Whenever you're listening to this, we hope that... You tune into the movie at the same time so you can kind of hear us do our commentary as we're going along. My guest host for today's watch party is Kim Doze, my awesome wife. I'm here. We do this all the time where we'll sit down to watch a movie and we will we'll talk through most of it. But this time you guys get to sit in on a conversation with us talking uh, through this awesome movie and we'll sprinkle in little facts here and there and This is our first time recording. Yeah. Our conversation while yeah. we watch a movie. So this will this will be exciting. We are again we're doing the original Thor film from 2011. This is uh the f it's a first for so many things. Um, we'll sprinkle in little things about the cast and the directing and all 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 the stuff we're going to talk about tonight. So we encourage you to go to Disney Plus or if you have a DVD copy of the of the movie or a digital copy, we encourage you to just go to the beginning. We are starting at zero zero zero. So when uh, we'll give you a little bit of a countdown here, you can pause it here, go get your copy of the film. And then we are going to start the film in, we're going to, what should we count down from? 
three. <laughs> three. Okay, you have very little time to go do this. Okay. Pause so the, pause the show if you need to get it set up. Yeah, and then we are gonna start the movie in three, two, one. So, the first little bit of this movie is it kind of like jumps. It jumps forward to an event uh, that that we we come back to later on in the movie after about the half hour mark. But I'm curious, when did you see this the first time? Um, so this came out in 2011. So I probably saw this in 2011. <laughs> okay. But you said earlier today you did not see this in theaters. I didn't. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, the first Marvel MCU movie I saw in theaters was Original Avengers. Okay. So I did not see Thor in theaters. But I definitely saw it very soon after it was released on DVD. Okay. Yeah. I say I... I honestly don't remember if I saw this in theaters right away, but, um, Kat Dennings. Oh, Kat Dennings. Yes. But I remember seeing this like way before, uh, I saw Avengers cause this was, I mean, this was the movie. I loved this. It combined it. It combined like fantasy and sci-fi and it was just everything. But this opening shot of them out in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico is great because it's three awesome actors. <laughs> Eric Selvig is such a good character. And Stellan Skarsgård plays him phenomenally. The whole Skarsgård family is really just a treat. Did you know that Alexander Skarsgård was one of the original choices for to play Thor? That would have been interesting. I actually... so. It's funny, I, if they wouldn't have cast Chris Hemsworth, I think I would have gone with Alexander Skarsgård because of his, his heritage, his look, like, I think he hmm. just naturally looks He's very like, Norse. Well, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> I love this band of characters with uh, Darcy and Jane and Eric. Yes. Kat Dennings is perfect. Natalie Portman is perfect. It has been so long since I've seen this or Thor 2 or... Like Phase 1, Phase 2 movies? Yeah. Well, anything that has Jane Foster in it. It's been so long. Because, you know, we get Eric Selvig in several movies. Yep. We get... We just had Darcy. He's in Avengers. Yeah. We just had Darcy, though, in WandaVision. Yep. So, like, it's been forever since i've seen jane foster in a movie and and here we go (laughs) they just hit thor with the van (laughs) (laughs) oh please don't be dead (laughs) he broke the glass he did darcy i think that was legally your fault (laughs) so i've heard that the um the runes here are like is it i think maybe it's the runes here or the yeah, i think it's the runes here like if you look really closely it makes out captain america's shield oh that's cool yeah there's a lot there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff in, in this movie that's just very interesting um we've already mentioned 
some of the, a few of the actors, but now we get kind of like the prologue where, of course, Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. He lays out like, you know, what, what the conflict between the Asgardians and the Jotuns is all. He has such all. a good narrating voice too. I think his voice is just one of those actor voices where it's like I would listen to you narrate the phone book. Yes. Well, he has like some kind of accent, but it's not like distinctly anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is British. But it doesn't sound like a normal British accent. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I wonder mean? what part of the UK he's from. I'm sad. We'll get our research assistance on that. AKA I'll Google it. <laughs> so the ice giants come to come to Earth and they wreak havoc and then Odin and the Asgardians save yeah. the save Midgard. I love this because it, it, it this movie starts with like a Lord of the Rings fight scene. It does. There's Laufey. AKA uh he looks like uh oh my gosh, why can't I think of it now? The guy from Game of Thrones. The Night King. The Night King. Yeah. The you know the actor the actor that they had portray um, Laufey, it took him five hours in to makeup. Do makeup that's not surprising. And it, like it's 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 really good prosthetics and effects. So one thing I love about this movie is that the cinematography is perfect. For the nine realms, mm-hmm. like Jotunheim. Oh, is... look there! He's lost oh, his eye. And he's lost the eye. They they just they got all of the visuals right. Yeah. Which, speaking of visuals, we're about to see Asgard for the first time, and Asgard could not have been more perfectly rendered. Our dog Suki is all up in my grill. Yeah, <laughs> sorry if you hear licking. She's whenever to give we me watch kisses. something here at the house, the pets are like, "Hey, we want to watch too." She's just like, "Mom, I want to watch. Pay so, attention to me." <laughs> one thing when you when you watch a Thor movie, a compliment you'll get a lot as we see Asgard kind of unfold. Wait, are we on Coruscant? Are we on Coruscant? <laughs> it, it, well, it's That's the, a Star Wars joke if you aren't a Star Wars believe fan. Believe me, if you're listening to this, you've you've watched Star Wars at least once. But like when you see the city of Asgard and the, the realm eternal, it's very comic book fans will know this term, you know, it's very Kirby esque. It's sprawling and detailed, but also grand. It's it's just a beautiful beautiful depiction of Asgard. Here's baby Loki and baby Thor. AKA like <laughs> their kid 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 Loki I don't kid Thor. I feel like they look very much like them other than the blonde and dark hair. Yeah. So there uh the sibling rivalry between Thor and Loki is a big deal like throughout comics and it's just it's very simple. I, I always loved that like the beginning of their the beginning of their conflict is so simple. Yeah. There's Mjolnir. Mew Mew. <laughs> oh yeah, Darcy says Mew Mew. So I love that line there when 
It's when, not a lie. It's not a lie. Yeah, Odin says you were both born to be kings, and that's true because Loki is he's the the son of Laufey. Laufey's son. So then we jump forward to what's supposed to be Thor's coronation day. And there's Chris Hemsworth. Lady Sif. Frigga, Renee, Odin. Rene Russo. You know, so I read this, that Rene Russo had not done a movie in six years. I just read that. Like, and it was her... Pretty think, good comeback. Oh, pff, absolutely. She's not really highlighted in this movie like she is Dark World, but she still is very good. She has a lot of deleted scenes. Um, which is a shame because she's just so awesome. That's oh, I think that's the one scene we so get. So blonde. So, so one thing I love about original movie Thor is the blonde eyebrows. He's like so <laughs> blonde. I will say this about this movie: this is the most Chris Hemsworth ever looked like comic book Thor. Mm. Yeah, but it's not his best look. No, no, not like, like, he himself as an actor, like, he, he's a good looking dude. Oh, there's and Tom like, Hiddleston. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. But like, this is definitely like, they, they wanted to take him right out of a comic book. Did you, do you know what Mjolnir means? Uh, It's grinder. Grinder, which is interesting probably just sounded cool and they're like let's use this well i mean mjolnir is a is a name from the poetic eddas Mm. so it's i'm sure that in norse mythology it had a significance along with the name um that's something that i I think this year i need to get more into is reading like the poetic norse eddas yeah see the source material yeah the the long epic poems I bought I bought a few audiobooks about it, and I'll dig into that. We're here in Odin's vault now, where the the guards or the Enheriar are keeping watch over all the relics. I think we're about to see the fake Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. Oh no, not not in that scene, but we do see that the ice giants have snuck into the vault. Man. Every scene with Anthony Hopkins and Chris Hemsworth, like, and, well, and Tom Hiddleston. Tom acting. Hiddleston looks like a baby. <laughs> well, his he had done his diet for this movie to make him look grisly and kind of gaunt looking. Mm-hmm. So it, it really, he really like bought wholesale into the role. The Dementors are here. The Dementors. Are here. <laughs> so the Ice Giants are attacking the guards and. And they're going for the, they're going for kind of the MacGuffin of the movie, which is the the casket of ancient winter. So they think they're going to get away with it, and then first glimpse of the destroyer. Oh jeez! Yeah, the destroyer just incinerates them. And the destroyer is for those who don't know, it's the the suit the the magical suit of armor that Odin uses to protect Asgard from. from foes that was a really cool just like visual of the kind of the gate that hides the destroyer that was really cool opening up and then closing back 
gosh, he looks so young. Yeah, it's so what's crazy about these guys is like they've been playing these roles for 10 years now. Yeah. Even Anthony Hopkins. It's the 10th anniversary of Thor, everybody. Yes, it's the well, 2021 was the I guess this was is the 10th coming out Avenue. in 2022. Yeah, so <laughs> darn it, we missed it by just a little bit. A day. But it but 2022 is the 60th anniversary of the characters, which is still very cool. So this is like a glimpse into like young brash Thor. Gosh. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Tom Tom Hiddleston's just like <laughs> like eyeing both. Back he's like he's like I I'll wait my time. Yeah. I'll wait my turn, wait my time. So one thing I love about Anthony Hopkins in this movie is like his calm lines are so like mm-hmm. he, he's just a phenomenal. he sounds very kingly yeah so he 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 carries Ugh. himself in this role so well and so what's interesting so we just saw a little bit of the father-son dynamic anthony hopkins had never read a thor comic he had never really read comics and the thing about this role that appealed to him was the father-son dynamic that that these these sons plays so much off of each other but also off of him as the father figure which i thought was kind of interesting (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh the war lady sif and the warriors three showing up during thor's tantrum here (laughs) i love volsteg so much as he grabs his charcuterie (laughs) like (laughs) slab (laughs) He's such a weasel. Loki's just so slimy. What sort of madness? <laughs> <laughs> so they're just there's Josh Dallas as Fandral. Soon to be replaced with Zachary Levi. So well so that's one of the things that's known about these first two movies is that Zachary Levi was supposed to play that part. And then because of a scheduling conflict, he wasn't able to. So Josh Dallas, Josh Dallas is very good. Oh, he's, he's very good at this part. I, I I honestly, I don't have a preference between the both of them in this role. I like Zachary Levi as an actor, probably more overall. He's done more. That's more prominent, at least. Josh Dallas kind of went into that where he's more of a TV actor. Yeah. So all the Thor and his friends, they all decide they're going to go to Jotunheim and get get revenge for the, the Frost Giants being bold enough to come all the way into Asgard. Now, so you see kind of our first glimpse of the... The physical manifestation of the rainbow bridge which it's just a beautiful design it's super cool and i like how when they are while the horses are galloping you're seeing the colors come to life yeah because well, look it, at that shot right there that's, it's that's just awesome. beautiful i mean seriously also, we're about to see idris elba and i could not be happier this is just a beautifully done movie just for aesthetics alone and kim kim is right idris elba as heimdall Idris Elba is anything. Here's my money. <laughs> and he, so he, 
Idris Elba did a ton of research for this movie, like reading comics and everything. Like, and, and Heimdall is all over the promotional material for this movie. So he, he definitely did the work. His voice is just butter. Yeah, he's, the, he's, he's another one. I'd literally listen to him do anything. I just love the, you're not dressed warmly enough. <laughs> Silver tongue turned to lead. Volstagg is, I mean, anyone that's listened to the show this year knows Volstagg is, he's my favorite side character. He's just, he brings me so much joy. <laughs> Look, they're on a giant record. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the room in the Bifrost looks like a, like a uh, vinyl. <laughs> It does. So we see Heimdall uh, placing the sword uh, in kind of the the key, kind of a key slot to activate the Bifrost, and now they're gonna they're gonna get shot all the way to Jotunheim. So if the room inside of that is like a record, does that make Heimdall a DJ? I think <laughs> anything that <laughs> makes it yourself a DJ. Isn't he a DJ in real life? There's someone that... Is that true? Oh my gosh, I have to look it up. Research it now. I know. I feel like he is. So so right here, he uh, they kind of emphasize the power of the Bifrost, where Heimdall says that if he were to leave the Bifrost open, it would tear apart the realm. Like, it would tear apart Jotunheim. And I think that the Bifrost is one of those things in both comics and in the movies that is kind of under it's underexplained, but it's definitely super powerful. So um, he maybe isn't currently, but he has been in the past a DJ. Idris Elba was a DJ. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is the best thing that I've heard in a long time. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad I could, glad I could make your day. So now we're on we're on Jotunheim and all um, all six of them are kind of just getting the lay of the land and Jotunheim is the opposite of Asgard. It is cold, it is dark, it is lonely. There's no it looks void of life. Yeah, there's there's no cities, there's no light and they're they're looking for answers. It has floating mountains. That are kind of sporadically like falling down. You, you definitely get this vibe that Jotunheim is dying. Yes. And well, and it makes sense because their source of power has been taken from them. So another thing that's kind of interesting about the MacGuffin of this movie, the, the casket, is the casket of Ancient Winter is in, in the comic books when it makes its debut. It's not a frost giant thing. It actually belongs to Malekith, the the leader of the Dark Elves. That's the bad guy in Dark World. Which right? is the bad guy in, in Dark World. So they kind of just rearranged the they rearranged the owners. Interesting. And also um, It's so interesting. I feel like Thor <laughs> is very uh arrogant right now oh my gosh yes it's i mean i kind of just want to like smack him it's it's his 
is this defining negative trait, if that makes sense. So Laufey is kind of telling Thor that he <laughs> he's he should not be where he is. I think so I had never thought about this before but as Laufey and Thor are interacting here it would have been really easy for Chris Hemsworth to overact this part mm-hmm. because it's a lot of very strong like yeah strong lines and very strong language and I feel like he could have gone maybe the way of a Hayden Christensen Anakin Skywalker performance he's where supposed to overact though because he's a teenager but uh, but but Thor is a young arrogant warrior just like Anakin yeah. was and I feel like it would have been really easy to overact here but Chris Hemsworth just has such a he has such a grasp on this character there's a great line here where the 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 frost giant that comes to like shoo them away <laughs> so Loki's like okay yeah we'll, we'll go We'll go, we'll get out of here. <laughs> they turn around. And the the one frost giant is like, run home, princess. <laughs> one of my favorite little, little itty bitty lines in this movie. Thor does not want to go. There it is. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so the fight with the frost giants begins. <laughs> Next. Ooh, that's cool. Hogan's uh Morning Star Mace looking thing. And then there's there's Josh Dallas as Fandrel and kind of bringing in that Errol Flynn um very swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. He actually so Josh Dallas studied Errol Flynn's films and his choreography to get Fandral down. Interesting. And which is which is really cool because when Stanley and Jack Kirby conceptualized Fandral, that's who they based him off of. So Josh Dallas went back to the inspiration of the inspiration. Interesting little note here about fighting styles. Um Thor's fighting style is not based on any kind of like martial art because he's kind of a bruiser. It's, it's a lot of boxing motions Mm. and it's a lot of like swinging his hips to get power from his like lower half. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense because you know, he's, he's kind of no flash. Freezer burn. (laughs) Freezer burn. (laughs) That's the only reason I'm on this podcast right now, for those quippy little one-liners. Well, so speaking Brian of freezer will tell burn, you all the interesting things. Speaking of freezer burn, Loki gets grabbed by one of the ice giants, and his hand just turns blue. He doesn't get That's the. That's f- because he's not from Asgard. Not from here, I suspect. <laughs> cool move by it almost feels Andrew. very guy Ritchie. the i feel like in all guy Ritchie's movies like the action is very choppy oh yeah that's what yeah. this feels like 
Like Even though it's not Guy Ritchie, it's Kenneth Branagh. Which but we have. But is it really Kenneth Branagh? What do you mean? Is it really Kenneth Branagh? Well, there's this joking like Harry Potter joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Kenneth Branagh plays Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter, and the way that Gilderoy Lockhart gets all his power is that he uses memory charms on people and steals credit for what oh, they've okay, done. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so did Kenneth Branagh really do it, or did he just steal credit for maybe Guy Ritchie? <laughs> I hope so, because I... It's a joke. I definitely want to... I joke, I joke. Well, well I'm sure we'll, we'll get we'll get to Kenneth Branagh at one point, because that he... That ugly. He did such a good job with this movie. That is a great little move that he does there where Thor throws the hammer mm-hmm. like really fast and he like shoots the ice back at, out at the other yeah. giants. Oh, weird. The big. Oh, and here we get the first big lightning strike. And like this massive. I mean, I think that was actually in the trailer. The big, the big boom of, of lightning coming down and the ripple effect. Yeah. I think this movie just has so many powerful like visuals. Who's carrying Josh Dallas and why? Did I, I miss something? I well, so he Fandral gets stabbed through the oh, the, the I think so the I shoulder, something. the chest, and I think it's Volstag that's carrying him as the Warriors three and Sif run back to the Bifrost location. The giant monster like comes over the edge to stop them. He is huge. Yeah, it's like a giant ice monster. And then Thor's like, "I know how we can solve this problem. I'm gonna give it an involuntary tonsillectomy with a hammer." <laughs> Gross. Oh my god! Flies right through the back of his That's mouth. Disgusting. Yeah, it's not pretty. And then you see the hole that's left. And he he has no guts, no Somehow blood, no clean. nothing. He is squeaky clean. And then all the all the ice giants are like, "Yeah, there's still more of us, man." <laughs> so they're tremendously outnumbered. Suddenly, Tom Hiddleston's hair is fixed perfect, though. <laughs> Odin shows up. <laughs> Odin's about to kick some ass. So Odin is going with the like cooler heads prevail thing, and Thor is like, "No, nah, man, let's go." I am. My son's a doorknob. So, <laughs> what Kim was referencing there <laughs> is Laufey's line where he says. Uh, that Odin looks weary. I mean, these are two old enemies that they know each other very well. So they're kind of rekindling the old conflict they used to have. And war. War and death. So be it. And... Odin kind of knocks Laufey out of the way as Laufey tries to stab him and then takes everybody back to Asgard. And they're kind of, they got away. Just barely. Just, just the nick of time. But Laufey is growling. Laufey's not having it. So, uh, you know, obviously we're going to revisit 
Jotunheim later on in the film, but now Odin's got a... This is a very powerful scene here. Odin is going to put Loki in, or put Thor in his place. This scene almost feels disrespectful to talk over. I agree. <laughs> but Th- Thor is oh my gosh. Again, it's just goosebumps. These three actors in the same scene. It's just always powerful. Man, not having eyebrows really diminishes his facial features. (laughs) So Thor is taking Odin to task about being weak. And Odin is rightly so replying that he's arrogant and he's stupid for seeking out war and this is the famous banishment scene where I've heard that there's a lot of inspiration drawn from other you know Shakespeare and improv in this scene where Anthony Hopkins was just allowed to be the best actor in the room Very powerful. Yeah. Again, I just goosebumps. This is so he just stripped him of Mjolnir. He's the armor and the sigils are coming off and and he casts him out. And the armor just kind of shatters off of him and now Odin whispers to the hammer and he does the you know the famous speech of whoever is worthy. Hey, that sounds familiar. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> How many episodes in? 50 episodes in? We're almost at 50, yep. <laughs> wow, we're almost at 50. And so now we go back to the beginning <laughs> of the movie where Darcy and Jane, Eric hit him with the van because he's he's just, you know, Appeared out shot of down into this you know storm in New Mexico. So I just saw a little bit better glimpse of the the runes where the Bifrost landed, and it's definitely Cap Shield. (laughs) I totally know CPR. Man, the eyebrows bother me. Yeah. There's something with his eyes, too. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. Again, they made him, they they tried to make him look just like he walked out of a comic book, and they did a good job at that. I just don't think it's... Chris Hemsworth's baddest look. We can <laughs> tell you're hammered. <laughs> Open the Bifrost. Frost. <laughs> 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 So Thor's referencing a few other different realms of Asgard and <laughs> and then Darcy tases him. <laughs> was it do you think Kat Dennings was doing two broke girls at this Make point? Sure he's already in the car. Yeah. Do you think she was doing two broke girls at this time? No, I think that was after this. Okay, cuz that was re- that was really her like 
yeah. coming out thing. Her and, uh, is it Beth Bears? I don't know. Beth Bears does Two Broke Girls. A blonde person? Yeah. It, <laughs> yes. Now we're at the hospital. But really briefly, in the background as they're driving away to take Thor to the hospital, you see the hammer hit the ground uh, like a ways I away. I grazed him, but she tasered him. <laughs> Uh, they they theorized that the hammer hitting the ground yeah it was happening at nine thousand miles an hour good grief so the hammer is definitely not to be trifled with and now thor wakes up in the hospital thor, we and... get it you're strong Jeez. <laughs> thor wakes up in the hospital and immediately the whole starts hospital beating staff up needs people. A hospital. he's beating up security guards and nurses and attendants like and the <laughs> he... <laughs> You're no match for the mighty, and then he gets he gets tranked, and his face kind of scrapes up against the window. So now we go to the. Thanks for the play-by-play. Well, it is a watch along. Yeah, but they're supposed to be watching along. Oh, that is true. Well, <laughs> for those of you that are listening to this and, and not watching, and not watching, Ryan's giving play-by. Who have also not seen the movie? Really, there's a lot of qualifiers. <laughs> We're now being joined by Tessa, Jane, our cat, named yeah, after so our... Tessa Thompson and Jane Foster. Yeah. Hey, kitty cat. Hi, Tessa Jane. Suki's like, you pet her, but you won't pet me. <laughs> this oh, feels look. unfair. It's Mew Mew. <laughs> Much like Thor and Loki, Suki is the unloved sister. <laughs> oh, no. No, she's not, but she tends to think she is. She definitely thinks she is, but that's not even close to true. This she's ho- our first pet. This whole town in New Mexico was built for the movie. So, this I forget the actual real town that it's by, but the set is like just a legit town they built and it I I I in the special features of this movie, I think it took them like six months to build this town. And then at the end, they no they destroy it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything you just said because I was paying attention to the movie. Oh. <laughs> sorry. You've seen this more than I have. I, well, like, that, I just love this movie because it's so simple. Like... It's such a, it was before the Marvel Universe was like every single, you know, movie was a crossover with four different heroes. And right. Like, it just, I like the Phase 1 movies because everything, like, that was grand was ahead of it. Although there are multiple heroes in this one. Hawkeye makes an appearance. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're a few minutes away Coulson from a Hawkeye a, appearance. Coulson's in it. Yes, right? the famed superhero Phil Coulson. <laughs> Not superhero, but Shield agent. Suke you know what I mean, though. It's the, it's before you know Avengers and all the all the big team up movies. I just I just like these first phase movies because it grounds the heroes really well, and I I feel like with the movies that have come. After this, these Phase 1 movies don't get as much credit. (laughs) (laughs) She 
she hits him with the van again. I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> so everybody's going to give a crack at the hammer. And I think this is where we get our Stan Lee cameo. Who, which by Hot the way, dogs. on the day of recording this episode is Stan Lee's birthday. Oh. Or what would have been Stanley's Sad. birthday. <laughs> Earlier on in the movie, Odin says that um, the the hammer is forged from a dying star. And <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There's Stanley. Did it work? But like something about like the hammer is like thousands Ooh, look a sophisticated tens of thousands black of car. pounds it probably belongs look, to a secret agent look it's the hero phil colson i think this is phil colson's first movie too uh probably we found it and, <laughs> and here's the here's the obligatory shirtless scene yep Cat <laughs> Denning says what the entire audience is thinking. He's pretty Holy cut. Holy moly. Chris Hemsworth did get the look right. Yes. <laughs> What's crazy is he, he's, he's just gotten bigger since then. <laughs> and there's the Don Blake reference of the movie. So she gets Thor a shirt to wear and then pulls the name tag off. It's like, that's an ex of mine. A little bit of a reference to the comic book relationship. Sustenance. Oh, the diner scene. Well, Another. oh, we jump back to Asgard. The sun is setting on Asgard's power. What? <laughs> what? That feels ominous and <laughs> foreboding. Someone we haven't talked about yet as much as Jamie Alexander as Sif. She just does a fast, just a fantastic job. She hangs with all these like very boisterous and loud personalities. She's just like cool, calm, collected. can't get over what you said earlier Kim that like Tom Hiddleston looks so young in this movie <laughs> just he's a little baby Hiddleston <laughs> so there's there is you know it's a pretty well known fact that Tom Hiddleston also auditioned for the role of Thor but he's just the perfect Loki yeah Which, another fact I found out was that uh, Charlie Cox, the actor that would go on to play Daredevil in Netflix, and now Spider-Man No Way Home. <gasps> Spoilers, <laughs> if you haven't seen that. Well, pff, my goodness. The the, inter the internet is a, is a buzz with spoilers at this point. Some people try to stay away from them, though. Some people don't like being happy. <laughs> But Charlie Cox had also auditioned for the role of Loki, which would have been a very interesting alternate casting. 
This scene is so good. The the Loki and Odin in the in the vault. Cause Loki just wants to know what he is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not what I asked. Yeah. And we get to see Loki go full <laughs> Tess, you're in the way. Loki goes full nightcrawler from X Men. Do you know who Nightcrawler is? Yeah. Okay. The blue guy, I'm assuming? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Mystique. He's got the hair. Yeah, yeah. He, he does have a very slicked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, who played Mystique before Jennifer Lawrence did? Oh, gosh. I couldn't tell you. I feel like I should know that actress's name. Oh, baby. Little baby Loki as a little blue baby. Alfie's son. Can you imagine coming to that realization? They play this scene so well. Like Tom Hiddleston's intensity. It's part like it's like desperation it's part desperation and then part just like seething anger and like oh. and like agony oh yeah sorry if you guys heard that Siri was talking to us <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom Hiddleston's one of those actors where his pr- the process of him taking on a role is just as interesting as what happens on screen yes because he like he went in on like all the comics and everything and then i've read that he had three acting um inspirations it was and odin is he's odin sleepy time now odin sleepy time (laughs) he's in a coma um tessa tom hiddleston really he channeled uh clint eastwood Peter O'Toole and Jack Nicholson, which is like, yikes. Talk about a. I can't even see the movie because our pets are way more interested in being petted right now than. Yes. Than anything else. Now the diner scene. Oh my gosh. He's just wolfing down waffles. (laughs) And here's the, this drink. I like it. Have another. (laughs) Which, by the way, how cool was the scene in Loki where he, where Loki does the same thing? Yes. Oh, such a good reference. Tess. Now <laughs> Tess is trying to get at the uh, the straw of Kim's drink. <laughs> I can't just watch a movie, people. No. Oh my goodness, I think. These little scenes, like here, that kind of ground Thor in the world. He's eating breakfast food, and now I really want breakfast food. Oh my so gosh! That's a problem. I'll bet you Thor could put away just 
crazy amounts of breakfast food. Oh, I'm sure. It's like the the rock when he does like his cheat days and yeah. has like a pound of French toast. Yeah. Like slathered, slathered in, in peanut, peanut butter. butter. Jeez. Oh, jeez. If you can't tell. It's weird that we both we thought of the word slathered. We're <laughs> <laughs> just walking down Main Street as people like swerve out of the way. What do you think of Jane, of of Natalie Portman's version of Jane? Well, I don't know any other version of Jane. But no, I like, mean, I do. I've like, read some comics. I suppose. I mean, she because she was she's a bigger name than Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Hemsworth was a nobody. I mean, she's a bigger name. Really, the arguably the only name she's not bigger than in this movie is Anthony. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. So she's like. She's one of the veteran stars of this movie. What do you think she brought? Like in in your like watching this after some time, having not seen it. What do you think she brings to this movie? I'm just curious to hear your opinion because we've watched her in Star Wars and in other (laughs) projects. Like she's got a diverse. Uh, background in films. Darcy. <laughs> no last name for Darcy. I think she plays the opposite of him in that he's very abrupt and harsh and big personality and she's very soft and sweet. Um, It's not that she's not a genius because she definitely oh, is yeah. but she just is like if he is a triangle and spiky she is this very soft circular maybe an oval <laughs> she's strong but in a very um in a very uh how's it con- she's confident she carries yes. herself she knows who she is and right now she's she's trying to get all of her stuff back from from the suits, aka the shield. <gasps> Coulson agents. is ruining her life. It's so crazy that Coulson gets introduced as kind of this douchey. She just government. made a Radio Shack reference, and that dates this movie. <laughs> and I think a few minutes ago, Darcy referenced like, "I'm gonna put this up on my Facebook." <laughs> it's like Facebook is still a thing, but it's not like the the cool twenty year old thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's really one of our first introductions into S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. They're the good guys, but that doesn't mean they're not jerks about it. Yeah. Also, where are we? Radiator Springs? (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a Radiator Springs Pixar kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, dates the movie. They even took my iPod. I love that in this small nowhere town, you have a, a big newsstand and a Seven Eleven. Like those feel like big city things to me, not like 
small hey, hey, wild hey, west hey, town. Hey, hey. Oh, Kim, did you want to talk about the Bruce Banner reference? I did. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling between both listening to the movie and trying to comprehend what they're saying, trying yeah. to think of something to say, and listening to what you're saying to respond. A little My background cannot... of how our first watch party is going. <laughs> My brain cannot multitask quite that well. And Loki's on the throne. And I think it's his, well, it's probably the second scene. We get the, the big horned helmet, mm-hmm. which is, you know so iconic with the character to which Tom Hiddleston has said that like the helmet was so uncomfortable to wear that he he channeled kind of the uncomfortableness into the role so what is the Odin sleep Odin okay so the Odin sleep it's it's played several different ways in comics throughout the years mainly it is the process by which Odin replenishes his power. Okay. That kind of like he's recharging his it's battery. It's like hibernation. He's recharging his power batteries. Yes. A lot of times narratively in comics it's the Odin sleep is used conveniently so that Thor gets into a problem that Odin can't help him with. So yeah. like um That makes sense. A while back we talked about the first appearance of the destroyer. Right. And during that issue is the first time we see Odin go into the Odin sleep. And narratively, it's (laughs) so that Odin can't help him stop the Destroyer. I will say this. Tom Hiddleston just looks the part in a way that I don't think many actors could. Mm. Speaking of also looking the part, Ray Stevenson as Volstagg. He's just so good. Little note about Ray Stevenson here. Uh, who's playing the role of Volstagg. He uh, had previously played another Marvel character. Kim, can you tell me what other Marvel character he had played in the movie? No, I cannot. He played the Punisher, Frank Castle. In the movie Punisher Warzone. I've never even heard of that movie. Was, it was clearly a success. <laughs> it, it was the last <laughs> Punisher movie. <laughs> First and last? Nope. Second one. Okay. <laughs> he did not play Frank Castle in the first one. I love that Eric has his, he has his one foot, he's like, I know mythology. And he's like, yeah, but this mythology couldn't be real. Mm-hmm. Thor walks into a pet <laughs> store. I need a horse. <laughs> give me give me a dog, cat, or a bird large enough to ride. <laughs> the dude's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, I can't. <laughs> They're trying to come up with an answer to why all of Jane's research got stolen away from her. 
and slowly she's trying to figure out who this gorgeous godly stranger is mm-hmm. oh no keep your eyes on the road jane do you think they have good chemistry like as an on-screen couple uh ask me again at the end of the movie <laughs> okay i need more time I I think he stares at her like she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. More like a rainbow bridge. (laughs) Less scientific. That's a cool little trailing shot from the Mm -hmm. Jeep right there. This is the one scene where I think Rene Russo gets to do something. And not just stand there as a set piece. As they watch over Odin. And those of you that are familiar with these movies, you know, previous viewings, Thor has a relationship with Odin that is strong in the MCU version of this. Loki's connection with Frigga is yeah very central for him. She teaches him witchcraft. But but also she she provides him the love that no one else was going to give him. Yeah. And even that even comes out in the Loki TV show. Yeah, that was really sad. Where Loki for finally he sees how Frigga died. Yeah. And he just that that scene that in the first episode of Loki is powerful. Go to the shield compound around the hammer, and we're just a few minutes away from from a boy that's been in the news a while now. Mister Hawkeye is about to show up for the first time yeah. in in Marvel Comics, from Marvel Comics into the MCU. Played by the fabulous Jeremy Renner. I love this scene because it's Thor just brute strength going. He, he just charges through all these shield agents. And Jeremy Renner has a line where he's like, are you going to just send more guys in there for him to beat up? Because <laughs> I'm starting to root for this guy. Oh, there's Jasper Sitwell. Not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. Gross. <laughs> oh, it's from Pitch Perfect. I... I know what it's from. I've been watching movies with you for like eight years. <laughs> There's Jasper Sitwell. Weasel. <laughs> Weasel. Do you remember why he's significant? Oh, he looks familiar, but... He's the Hydra agent. Oh, that's right. I knew that. And Thor's just starting to take out dudes. In the In this light, his beard almost looks gray. Like, yeah, I yeah. really prefer his Ragnarok look where they don't completely bleach everything. That his beard's allowed to be that more auburn color. Just looks better on him. I think there are definitely parts of his look in this movie that I, I like. But the one, the movie that I think they get everything right 
aesthetically is Dark World and Age of Ultron, the mm. the Phase Two. Yeah. Because the armor is still classic, but they kind of got rid of the the <laughs> the very very blonde yeah. aspects of his beard and his hair and his eyebrows and. This is my favorite aesthetic look of him, and I'm. It's not to say that Chris Hemsworth doesn't look good in the role at any time. Right. It's just there's times where I think he just. They accentuate what makes him look more heroic and strong. This is a cool fight scene. Superplex. <laughs> this, this movie will definitely not have enough as many wrestling moves as the new Spider-Man movie did. No. <laughs> the, the fight scenes in the Spider-Man No Way Home might as well have been a professional wrestling match. <laughs> Here he is. Here he comes. Clint Barton. Eye in the sky. Interesting about that little uh, little scene there where he's picking out his weapon. He is given the option. Of a gun. Of multiple guns. And he chooses the bow and arrow, which I, I don't think. I don't think that hadn't, it hadn't really occurred to me that he's a master marksman. Why wouldn't he also be able to use. Guns. Other too? weapons. Since I I wasn't really, like, looking at behind-the-scenes stuff when this movie came out, I wonder what the reaction of seeing Hawkeye was like. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to send in more guys for him to beat up? Oh. Here it is. Here we go. Thor sees the hammer. And the big, like, final boss dude shows up. You're big. Fought bigger. <laughs> this big bouncer looking dude mm-hmm. <laughs> like tackles Thor through the exterior. Mud wrestling. Oh, and now we're getting That's never mind. Keep just, that thought to myself. Oh god. These <laughs> big old meaty boys. <laughs> I was thinking more about Chris Hemsworth wrestling in mud but, and that, you know. this is such a cool that this like jump that was double really like cool. double kick off of oh, the one incline of, one of um maybe daniel bryan has a move like that <laughs> doesn't he i believe he does yeah yeah how is it i'm coming up with more wrestling references than you you're just awesome like that you heard it here first i'm awesome baby clint barton too Everybody looks so young. Uh, yeah. Man. <laughs> Laughing arrogance. <laughs> ha ha ha. The hammer is mine. <laughs> As if, <laughs> what was that? Me mocking him. <laughs> so I love I love this little part of the scene where Thor gets a chance to lift the hammer. And the music almost sounds like Lion King. <laughs> Yeah, because the music is swelling towards this emotional moment where he thinks he's going to get the hammer back, but he hasn't really learned anything yet. Well, he didn't hear the part that he has to be worthy to lift it. Nothing has changed for Thor at this point. He just thinks he's going to get the hammer back, you know, simply by holding it again. But now he comes to this realization that, nope. It's not a, it's not that simple.
again, I think Chris Hemsworth does such a good job here with the emotions of Thor. Going from that arrogant prince mm-hmm. to a broken, now really confused. It's a good shot there with the rain coming off of yeah. his brow. So this Clint fight. didn't even get to use the arrow. Come on. Oh, don't worry. Next time we see him, he uses plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, because the next time we would have seen Hawkeye would have been would have been Avengers. Yep. And the see a little bit of the the rune um, on the hammer, and they're taking him away and. Good scene, really good end of the the kind first of act, the the midpoint of the mm-hmm. movie. Intermission, people. <laughs> so we're back on Asgard, and Heimdall's, Heimdall's looking out on the he stars. Saw and, it all, and he yeah he saw what happened to Thor, and mm. Well, everyone, that's going to do it for this part of our movie review, our watch-along party with Kim. Be sure to come back next week for part two, where we're going to finish up the movie, and we're going to talk a little bit more about our plans for the year. We've got most of January planned out for you, and I'm really excited to share it with you. It's going to be a good time. You're not going to want to miss any of the episodes that we have coming out, especially this month. Before we leave you today, I am going to give you the first Ryan Recommends of 20 22. So, I, like most people, have enjoyed the Marvel Universe in all of its different forms, the comics, the shows, the movies, and today I want to recommend you revisit a show that has gained some resurgence lately in the kind of popular mindset, and that is the Netflix Daredevil series. So, the Netflix Daredevil series is... Just a phenomenal work of of writing, of acting, of action. It's just so many different perfect pieces. And that show is definitely worth a rewatch. I have been rewatching it the last few weeks and I've really been enjoying it. This is how good the Daredevil series is. I really like the character of Daredevil. So it's no shocker that I, I, I enjoy his story in the show. What is a little bit of a shocking thing is that I do not in any way enjoy the character of Frank Castle, the Punisher. The Punisher is probably my least favorite Marvel character. And yet the Daredevil TV show has put me into this place where I actually care about the Daredevil or I care about the Daredevil version of the Punisher, which is nuts. I didn't think that was possible. So I encourage you that if you're looking for something to watch in the new year, and you don't have a show right now uh, that you're currently watching or something you want to revisit, I would revisit Daredevil uh, because it's it's just amazing. It's just amazing, and you will definitely be watching what I believe to still be the best Marvel TV show. Yes, these other TV shows that are coming out right now are really exciting, and there's a lot going on, and it correlates to the movies uh, really, really well, but if you're looking for just a great TV series, great writing, great acting, great uh, interwoven storylines, great human elements of of great storytelling. 
You really can't do any better than Daredevil. So that's what I recommend that you start off the new year with. Until then, I would also recommend that you go rate, review, and subscribe to Across the Bifrost wherever you're listening today, whether that's on iTunes, Spotify, or any other pod service. Go rate, review, and subscribe us there. Tell us what you enjoyed about maybe some of our episodes last year and what you would like to see in 2022. We've got a lot planned, but also I want to be able to give you what you want when it comes to Thor and his world. We've got a lot planned for the year. A lot of great things are going to happen, but I want your voice to be heard. So go and leave us a review. That would be awesome. Give us five stars. That would be even better. And then go over to Patreon where we're going to be uploading some stuff this month. That's going to be, it's going to be really good. We're going to do some really good stuff on Patreon. So if you're not there yet for a few dollars more, you just get a, a little bit extra content, a little bit more Thor related stuff that you get to listen to and enjoy. So go over to Patreon at across the Bifrost on Patreon. If you need a little more, just do Mighty Thor Podcast. So that would be a great way to support the show. Until we see you again aboard the Rainbow Bridge for part two of our movie review with Kim. Until then, I encourage you, dear listeners, friends of the Bifrost, wherever you are in the Nine Realms, please stay worthy. <laughs>